Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming. I have one of my really close friends, Alicia, with me on the pod today. And we're going to talk about how we are using this time, this this difficult time, a, a time that, you know, we're navigating some uncharted waters here. Um, we're going to talk about how we're alchemizing the different emotions that are coming up for us and just, you know, have a real conversation with you guys about all the different things that are going on in the world. Um, and I'm going to let Alicia tell you about her because she's a badass. <laughs> Yay. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me on, babe. I'm so excited. I love having you. We, we talk all the time. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this day was inevitable. It was, it was designed in the stars. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, so Yes. Um, Anna and I met in a business mastermind a few months ago, and we just instantly connected, both coming from a background in psychology and mental health, and now expanding our reach into coaching. And we coach spiritual beings, and my main focus is abundance and manifestation and how to stay in abundance right now in all this chaos. And I'm so grateful to be with such a powerful leader as Anna. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I honestly, you're, you're like an anchor for me every day. I just love the fact that we have like our morning huddles. We send each other voice texts every day. We talk pretty much all day, every day. And it's just kind of like, you know, celebrating things or if something comes up, we just, we're really there to support each other in in our journeys and, and then, you know, bringing it to the topic of today, like alchemizing the different stuff that comes up for us on our journey, not just in a pandemic, but like, you know, even before all this happened where, you know, we were really stretching and really stepping out of our comfort zones and, um, and really, um, showing up in a, in a way that we had never shown up for ourselves and our business and our relationships, just like in all aspects and our spiritual practices. And so I'm really, really excited to have you here today. Yay. Yes. You keep my ass in line every day. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I'm like, if there's something that I know that's coming up for me, like if I even find myself playing small for a minute, I'm like, Alicia's going to kick my ass. <laughs> like, I was like, I, you know, and so like, there's times where I'm like, oh, like I'm going to get scolded, but I got to tell her cause she's going to pull me forward. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful to have a friend like you. Oh, I love you. Yeah. I make Anna put on her hot, sexy, black leopard, big girl panties and get her shit together. Yeah, <laughs> she really, really does. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, even as coaches, as, as mentors, as healers, as, you know, thought leaders, we, we have our own shit come up, right? Like we're, we're human at the end of the day, all labels, all hats that we wear aside, our stuff comes up because we're human and we're on this journey 
to, um, to create change and to create impact. And it's so easy to want to contract and want to play small and want to stay in the comfort zones. Um, because the fear of failure or judgment or, um, just all, all those kinds of things, perfectionism. Like I know that's something that has come up for me a lot and something that I've had to <laughs> confess to you quite a bit of times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, this, this comes up because, um, we're human and, and those, those fears come up. But, um, yeah, I want to kind of talk about, you know, everything. We don't have to get into the details of like what's in the news right now, but just kind of, we all know we're all present and aware of what's happening. Um, and all of us are having similar emotions and similar fears and thoughts come up. And I think, you know, we can say, well, it's coming up around my business or it's coming up around, you know, my health or it's coming up around, you know, my family or whatever it may be. Um, but it's all still like the same core feelings, the same core, um, fears that are, are present for us. And so, um, what do you think has come up for you the most around this situation and, and even for your clients that you're noticing like a trend with? Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, there's two different people right now. Some are people, some people are thriving and absolutely loving this, this time, this time to reconnect, to go inward, to get clarity, to get aligned in their lives and their businesses to clean out things that no longer belong for what's coming next. And the other half of people are just totally in the fear, totally in the scarcity and in the panic. And these are probably the same people that are watching the news nonstop. They have CNN on replay. And honestly, like this pandemic is just being an amplifier. It's shining a light on all the things that we need to work on. And I think for people like us as entrepreneurs and healers, our automatic response is to, okay, what's coming up for me? How can I work on this? What can I shift? And for most people, that's not their normal. They're not used to doing that. They're not used to being alone with their thoughts and having to sit in their shit, let alone work on it, you know? Right. So I think it's really interesting to use this time as a place of self-mastery, a place of self-exploration and to dive into what's coming up and to choose again. Because if you are viewing this from a positive standpoint, if you're using this as a place of gratitude, your perspective on all of this is going to be much more different than somebody who's in the fear. And pay attention to the people that are so calm right now and are just thriving in this versus those that are sitting in the fear. Yeah. For for me, what's been coming up was that it was all things around my business, honestly. And it's because I never took the time when I was so busy to actually slow down, to reconnect, to figure out what I really wanted, to figure out what was really in alignment for me and tap into what am I really here to do? What is my purpose? What is my gift? How can I be of service? How can I deliver? And prior to that, I wasn't connecting because I was so caught up in the stress and the momentum and feeling like things need to happen right now. And now with the entire world on pause, 
we can sit and actually really reflect and get aligned. And for me, it was a pivot. It was a, it was a pivot that I knew was coming that I kept stuffing down that I refused to acknowledge because I, and I journaled on this, the fear that was coming up for me was the fear of being judged and also a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Like, who am I to do this? And I had to work through that and be like, no, who are you not to, you know? Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I'm happy to be part of the ass kicking of this, of this pivot. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's so true right now. I'm seeing, and there's some people that are kind of in the gray, kind of in the middle, but there, it seems like most people kind of fall in to, you know, fear and it's, really difficult for them to sit in the uncertainty. It's, um, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, we're a generation and we're a society of instant gratification. There's not instant gratification when it comes to this right now, all of us are sitting with, um, not having answers and just kind of not being sure if it's being handled properly or what more could be done. Right. Like, so there's a lot of discomfort. Right. And then, yeah, there's a lot of people who are also sitting in this time of, of pause and reflection and, um, and trying to make it purposeful. And I, I made a post about this, uh, earlier this week, but it's a lot, there's also the duality, right? Like we can also feel both of those things, right? Like mm-hmm. I know when I've had moments of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, like we need to have a real conversation about, um, of our, what's going to happen with our businesses and like, how can we show up and how can we be of service? And, and like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit of like that fear, a little bit of that uncertainty, right? Or maybe even moments, I know for sure I've had moments of like, Alicia, like what's going to happen. Right. Like, and not just around business, but just in in general. Um, but then at the same time, being able to also feel the calm and, um, the, the blessings that this is presenting. And so, um, there may be people that are feeling both and kind of just going back and forth in between those two, um, experiences. And maybe that changes throughout the day, right? Like, I know we had a conversation, um, before this conversation actually about like the, how different we notice when we're watching the news and we're um, looking at articles and stuff like that, how different we feel in all regards, as opposed to when we tap in, get the information we need, and then we tap back out and then we focus on being of service and we focus on how to make this time, you know, purposeful. And that looks different for us, maybe than somebody who's listening, who's not an entrepreneur, right? So for us, we're like, how can I be of service? How can I create? How can I, um, how can I focus on self mastery? Mm-hmm. This is really the, the, um, the best time to, to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and confronting fears and all of that stuff. Um, but for other people, like, just because you're not an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you still can't do the, the inner work and, and work towards self-mastery um, or spending time with your family or getting stuff done around the house. Like even if it's not about inner work, it can also be just a time to tidy up and to, you know, to clean out your house or spend time with your kids if you don't really get to. And it's like, of course, there's going to be fears. And of course, it's going to be hard to not address like the real parts that are being impacted by this right now, people like losing their jobs and all that, the real things. Um, and 
there's also the other aspect, right? And I think that mm-hmm. it's important to not shame ourselves or anyone else who is trying to find light in a dark time. Because the light is what's going to get us through the dark time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. And I just want to point out too, like, however you're feeling in this, your feelings are valid. Like you are allowed to feel however you need to feel right now. And I also think too, those of us that are thriving also need to show compassion for those who may not be at the same level of self-mastery that we are and show them compassion and show that, yes, however you're feeling is valid. And it's such a beautiful time to explore that further. And when you say be of service, just because you aren't, aren't an entrepreneur, there's so many other ways you can give and giving, being in that state of service and, and giving automatically will put you in a state of abundance. So that can be, you know, helping someone out right now who's going through a hard time. It can be checking on your elderly family or neighbors and asking them if they need anything. Maybe they need a roll of toilet paper. You know what I mean? Help them out. Um, Tip extra to workers who are still able to deliver services right now. Like if you're getting your Prime Now groceries delivered, help those people out. They're busting their asses. Um, Restaurant workers... Most people aren't able to sit down and enjoy anything right now, but if you're able to have stuff delivered, if you're getting takeout, support those small businesses, you know, help them out. And you can even go so far as to donating to a cause you love. There's so many different ways to be of service and to give and to help that doesn't necessarily have to be from the perspective of of an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and and this is, um, you know, just my perspective on this, or, you know, part of my perspective on this is, this is a really amazing time where we as humans get to stand in solidarity. This is a time where like, we're actually so many of us are uniting against something that I have full goosebumps right now. Like we're Mm -hmm. actually standing together with something, all the people that are choosing to stay home to protect themselves and to protect other people, like you're protecting people you don't even know. Like that is being of service in such a powerful way. The people that are, you know, like you said, all the different things, offering to help elderly with groceries, um, making masks for medical providers, um, delivering food, um, just even things like I saw a video last night where, um, they, they had a bunch of like medical professionals come out of the hospitals and then people, um, in the city just like were there clapping and saying, thank you and playing music, just like they're celebrating them to like raise the vibration. Mm, Um, Love that. Yeah. Music artist. Um, one of my clients actually did an online, um, concert, um, an instrument. I think she plays the cello. I know what it looks like, but I like can't connect the name of the thing. So she's going to hear this and be like, you don't even know what I play, but I'm pretty sure it's the cello and she's so talented. Um, and I watched her whole thing and all these people jumped on and it was just her there to, to, um, to be of service in that way, to play something beautiful, something beautiful for people to watch. Like it's so powerful or, um, you know, I have another client who writes, um, a blog uh, for mental health, you know, and just there. And it's, so it's just like, there's so many different ways that we can show up for each other during this time that is being of service. And like I said, like, this is, a time where on a global level, we're standing in solidarity. A lot of, mm-hmm. right? Like, of course, there's some people who are not, <laughs> but, um, but a lot of us are really standing in solidarity and, and, 
um, and being conscious and aware of, of other people and, and people, you know, people's lives, because this, this is something that's affecting people's lives. Um, and it's, I think that that's something that's so beautiful to think about and something that like, it's, it's unfortunate that it takes something like this for humans to come together in such a way. But then it's also so beautiful that when this kind of thing happens, humans come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the law of divine oneness. Yeah. If you're familiar with universal laws and people, I think before this, people have kind of been in denial about us all being one and us all being interconnected. And now we're in a place where you can't deny it. <laughs> you can't deny it from either influencing someone else with your gifts, with your positivity or preventing the spread of a virus. Like we are all one, we are all interconnected. Yeah. And we all have a role to play in this, right? Like, so whether you're, you know, in the medical field or you're a parent keeping your kids safe, right? Or you're an entrepreneur, like a light worker, you know, what we, what we call ourselves, you know, where we're on the front lines being there to support people. Um, the, even the people that are like online making hilarious memes that are going viral to make us all laugh during this time, or again, people playing music or whatever it is, like we all have a role to play in this. And even if you don't know what your role is, staying inside and making sure that you're safe and you're keeping other people safe, like that is a huge part of what's going to stop this. So, you know, I think a lot of times people have, and in general, pandemic or not, people ask themselves, like, what's my purpose? What role can I play? How can I help people? Like, this is, this is a time where there are a lot of things that we can do. And, and it's also okay if this is impacting you to such a degree where you feel like you just need to close off the world and not necessarily do anything, you know, like you don't have to start a project. You don't have to do all those things if that doesn't feel, if you don't feel called to do that, but like you can, if you want to, if you feel called to, and there's no right or wrong right now, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of how you cope with it. And like you said, like, you know, everything that we're feeling at this time is valid. Again, whether you're thriving and you're like, Hey, I, I see this as a, as an amazing opportunity to further myself in some way or to work on myself or to just take a a, a break, a breather from life. Um, or if you're in total panic survival mode because you lost your job or, or whatever it may be, you know, it's, there's just so many different, um, there's so much duality with all of this right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity, a lot of uncertainty. And, um, I believe it was Abraham Hicks that said, when you control the fear, you control the outcome. So it's honestly taking a leap of faith, catching yourself when you're in fear and refocusing and redirecting your thoughts. Yeah. Um, Catching it and going, okay, this isn't an empowering thought. How can I shift? How can I choose again? How can I choose a more empowering thought right now? Yeah. So you can say to yourself, I recognize this fear and I get to choose again. I recognize this fear and I get to choose love, joy, abundance, and gratitude. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing with, with things like fear and um, any emotion, really, like 
we're, we were given fear because fear serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. But what we were also given was choice or is choice. Like we can choose to feel the fear. And then, like you said, choose something different. We can pivot. It can say, yes, I'm feeling afraid because there's so much uncertainty going on in the world right now. Yes, I'm feeling it and I honor it and I love it and I'm grateful for it because it shows me, it shows me that I'm human. It serves a purpose. It shows me that there's a threat and this is how I'm going to respond to it. And you can choose to stay in the fear. That's not a wrong decision, right? Like, again, there's no shame in how you're coping with this, but like you do have the choice. And I think that that's something that we, we learn in, in our healing journeys, self-development, spirituality, whatever it is you want to call it. I think it, it all, it's like a combination of all that for me, but, um, you know, we, we learn that we do have that choice and how we want to respond to that. And we can choose what actions we're going to take. So yes, I feel afraid. And this is what I'm going to do about it. And that choice is either going to put me further into the fear cycle, or it's going to help me get out of it. Um, and sometimes we don't realize that we're participating in that vote cycle. Sometimes we don't realize that like the actions we're taking are actually, um, you know, adding fuel to that fire or, you know, making, putting us kind of further into, um, whatever emotion, whatever spiral we're going down. But like, I know for me, it's okay. I'm feeling uncertainty. It's same as you, like a lot of the fear that has come up for me or some of the, um, like dis-ease that I've been feeling around everything is, um, it's around business, right? Like I started, working for myself full time. What was that? Six, six and a half, six months ago. Yeah. Six months ago. Um, you know, and I left a, you know, quote unquote steady job and I'm putting quotes around it because we, I think what we're recognizing in this too is that there is no certainty. There is no such thing as like complete stability, right? Mm -hmm. Like anything can shift. There is no certainty in life. And that's just a fact, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, financial ability over financial stability. Exactly. Exactly. As we can really easily fool ourselves into thinking that there is such thing as certainty or there is such thing as stability, but there isn't. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I know that that's a scary thing, but it, it, I think if you are open to it, you can see that is actually like a liberating thing, right? Because we spend so much time trying to make the responsible decisions, make the decisions we think we need to make and to try to control outcomes. And a lot of that's wasted energy because we don't have control. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I was going to say like a lot of what has come up for me also has been around the uh, been around my business. And I think what has been so helpful too is a lot of our conversations around like, okay, yeah, we can feel this uncertainty. We can feel this fear, but how are we going to, what are we going to do about it? We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to get on zoom calls and we're going to get on our voice text every day. And we're going to talk about how we can be of service to the community. And it's not about money. It's about how we can still stay in our purpose and how we can serve the community. And if that translates into like something, you know, being added to our bank account, perfect. Great. But our focus is always, you know, how can we, how can we acknowledge our fears and then choose an action that's in alignment with what we feel we're here to do. And then mm-hmm. trusting 
that we're always going to be provided for. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Trust is almost like essential in times like these. And it's also interesting to see what leaders are silent right now. I would take note of who you've been following and trusting and if they are silent right now and if they are not leading. It's it's very eye-opening. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And humans, I think we also have to acknowledge how resilient humans are. Like we've been, as humans, been through so much. <laughs> think about over the past how many decades, millennium, and we're still here. Like this is not going to be the end of us. And I was listening to one of Tony's videos the other day, and he was mentioning that the level of trust we have in our everyday lives, and the same thing applies here. Like we trust when we get in our cars and we drive down the highway that someone isn't going to cross the medium and hit us. You know what I mean? We trust that when we place an order for something for Amazon, that it's going to come. We trust every day that our, our loved ones are going to get home safe from wherever they are. It's so, there's so much trust that we're using every day that we can apply in the same thing. We have to trust that we're going to be taken care of. We have to trust that we're going to be fully supported in all of this. And to trust that whatever is going on, on the surface or beneath the surface, that we are going to come out greater than we were before. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it reminds me too of um, like trust, like we, there's so much that we trust every single day. And I made a video about this the other day too. And I, I had a lot of conversations with um, people around it is, you know, we have, we have something in our face right now that's like blasting us with uncertainty, right? But the truth is, the reality is that we, we face uncertainty every day, all day for our entire lives, like from the moment of conception, right? And mm-hmm. even even before that, when we get into like the, the cosmic realms, right? And I know you and I can go on conversations about that or go on about that forever. But, um, you know, from the moment of conception, there is nothing but uncertainty. And so all of the people right now that feel difficulty sitting with and accepting the uncertainty, just a reminder, (laughs) a loving reminder, or like a, hopefully a realization that you already have exactly what you need. You already have exactly what it takes to sit with this uncertainty because you sit with it every day. You've dealt with it 24 seven since the moment you were born. Mm -hmm. So this is in your face right now. This feels different, right? This feels a lot of things. And, and it is, this is something that none of us have navigated before, right? But in terms of the uncertainty, in terms of trusting the process, like you said, in, in terms of, of trust and, and um, just, yeah, trust, we already have those skills. We already have that ability. And sometimes there are things, you know, like I can speak for, I know a lot of the OCD community listens to my podcast and like, or, you know, it's just part of my, um, my tribe online there are certain things that our brains, I mean, OCD or not OCD, like there are certain things that scares us more than others, right? Like, um, so if somebody from the mental health community has a certain trigger and there's like fear around it and they're, they're trying to control, they're doing a lot of things around to like to try to control or manipulate, um, 
the outcome of something or prevent something or whatever, like there's still a million other things that you accept uncertainty about all day long. Like we already have what it takes. It's just a matter of being able to pivot and shift and um, constantly recalibrate and Mm -hmm. understand that Mm -hmm. we always have the answers. We always have the things within us. We just have to tap in. We just have to let go. And a lot of this is forcing us into surrender and and a level of surrender that a lot of us are just not used to. But at the end of the day, like this will serve us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right about the forced surrender because surrender was something for me that was always difficult. And surrender doesn't mean that you just lie down and give up. That's not what surrender means. Surrender means trusting that no matter what happens, you're going to be supported and you're going to be taken care of. And that whatever, I mean, this goes for manifestation, but this goes for everything trusting that whatever you need and that you're meant for is already on its way to you. Yeah. It's like trusting that there is no wrong decisions, right? Like so many of us get caught up in the perfectionism or the, like, you know, uh, the difficulty with, with decision-making because we're afraid of making the wrong decision or going down the wrong path, not, not, um, ending up where we're supposed to kind of thing. But when you tap into the belief and the trust that we're always exactly where we need to be, even if you're not where you want to be, you're Mm -hmm. always exactly where you need to be in order to start taking action and creating the change that you want to see. And that, that comes in with action, right? That comes in with understanding that like, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to feel doubt. It's okay to feel all the things, but you take the actions and that's what you can control. You can't control what, how you decide to respond and what you decide to do. And there's a lot of external things that you cannot control. And it's about understanding how those two things exist at the same time Mm -hmm. and how beautiful that process really is. But I know we had a lot of conversations about surrender because, you know, like there was so, and I think a big part of for us too, especially months ago when we met, we were both like, yeah, yeah, I'm surrendering. I'm just, you know, like, but I'm antsy. I just want things to happen. I just want to help people. I just want to serve. I just, I just want all of these things for, for my vision because we had stayed in fear for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, we stayed in, in, uh, we stayed playing roles in our lives and stuff that we knew we outgrew long ago, but it felt safer. Yeah. For sure. And I think too, there's also the belief that comes behind that. That's what for you won't pass you. So you just have to trust that it's coming for you. It's going to happen. And whatever you are learning on the way is part of the process. It's part of the journey. It's part of your story. And it gets to be of service to people down the line while you're on your way from A to B. Because if you stay in that energy of wanting and needing. It's like, um, and I'll talk a little bit about the law of attraction with this. If you're in that energy of want, you're only creating more want. If you're in the, if if you're focusing on the fear and the panic, that's where you'll remain because that's what you're giving momentum. If you fully trust that something is already yours and it's on its way to you right now, there's no need to worry, right? You can worry and worry without anxiety 
that it's already on its way to you. It's just a matter of time and divine timing. Yeah. And I think that 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 is coupled too with like the choice to take contrary action, right? So like if you are feeling fear and you are feeling all that stuff, like honor it, acknowledge it, don't stop resisting it, stop shaming it, stop judging it. Like I, I, for me, and then this is just my practice, like I'll sit there and be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling afraid. Why am I feeling afraid? What's coming up for me? And it kind of like in, in like the clinical world, they call it like the arrow down, right? Like where it's just kind of, you're literally just going down and getting to the, what the core issue is. So I'll keep digging. I'll be like, okay, why am I afraid? What's coming up for me? Okay. This is what's going on. Okay. So there's this how do I want to respond to this right now? So yeah, like taking action helps you get out of like the giving momentum to whatever it is that you don't want to give momentum to, because you can choose an action that is contrary to what you're feeling. Cause if you're feeling afraid and you're feeling panic, and then you're just all of your actions, all of the things, all of your habits, um, keep you participating in that circle because it is a participation, right? Mm-hmm. We can't control what we are feeling, but we can tr- we can control how we respond to it. Exactly. So, and it's a practice, though. I want to say that for everybody. It is not like an overnight thing where tomorrow, maybe some of you, but like for a lot of us, it's it's a daily practice and it's a daily like recommitment to that practice or maybe even like a an hourly recommitment to that practice um, because it's it's challenging. And if you've also been strengthening like those habits, right? Like, so if I feel afraid and then the actions I take confirm that it's something to be afraid of, right? So if I, you know, we can use, um, what would be a good example? I I guess I'll use two, like I'll use one for my business for anyone who's like entrepreneurial and then two like mental health. Cause I feel like I've got like those two communities. Um, So entrepreneurial, like if I'm afraid to come out and talk about the things that I really want to talk about, right? Like my big pivot was getting out of the mental health niche where I felt really safe and really comfortable. And I can have that conversation with y'all every day because I know my shit, but like, um, but I really felt called to start pivoting into spirituality and those kinds of practices and sharing my gifts of like my intuition and, and just all different kinds of things. And, and making that shift into like my, uh, like marketing wise felt really scary. Right. So every time I felt called to start serving other aspects of the community or start sharing other t- tools and other gifts, but I got online and I just kept talking about the same thing. So my action, you know, like the actions that I was taking were basically confirming, Hey, there's something you should be afraid of. People will judge you. People will um, not understand people will shame you, whatever it may be. I was telling my brain that it was actually something to be afraid of. And I don't think that a lot of people recognize that a lot of people recognize that their behaviors do either confirm it or they help you combat it. Right. And so then even with like mental health community, like uh, for anxiety or OCD, if my brain was telling me that something was a threat or that there was something, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> um, uh, like if there was something that was a threat or there was something that, um, 
I needed to be afraid of or I needed to avoid or whatever it may be. When I decided to take the action to listen to the fear, it was sending a message to my brain that that was, it is a real threat. It is a real danger. But when I choose to confront something, when I choose to say like, okay, yeah, I feel afraid of that, but I'm going to accept the uncertainty and I'm going to choose differently. It helps to prove yourself wrong. Right. And so we see that too, even in our businesses, when we start to come out and confront those things, we, we help to alchemize the fear. And when we start seeing people respond, just being like, Yes, Alicia, exactly what I needed to hear. I so relate to what you're saying. This is exactly the message that I needed today, whatever it may be. It's that confirmation of like, okay, yeah, this number one, this is where I need to go. And two, that you're you're being confirmed on like the path that you're on. And number three, because I'll just say it is like, you start to not care about what other people think or the judgments. You start to get really comfortable with that uncertainty. Because mm-hmm. you feel happy and you feel in alignment. And that's really all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I want to compare it to the emotional intelligence scale when you say choose again, because it's like, okay, I'm feeling uncertainty or discon- discontentment. What's the next level up I can go on the scale? Okay, maybe it's discernment. Okay, what's the next level up from that? Contentment. Okay. What's next level up from that? Like you're not, you, you don't necessarily have to go from uncertainty to joy, right? But you can always choose the next level up. And I think when, when we're feeling the fear, there's also really important questions we can ask ourselves too. Like, what am I afraid will happen if I do get what I want and I fully step into this next level version of me? You can even dive into what am I afraid will happen if this scenario happens? are you okay with the worst case scenario? Is it really as bad as you think it is? What am I afraid this will mean for me as a human being? Is it true? Does it have to be true? What are different possible outcomes, right? Play into all the different possibilities, big or small, of what could happen for you. And if you got to choose, how would everything play out? And what if it got to be better than you even expected it to? There's so many questions we can ask ourselves around the fear and really dive into, okay, yes, this could happen. And what if it works out better than I anticipated? Well, we never play out the full, like fear until we start actually asking ourselves those questions, like, like, um, being really intentional and tapping into those emotions, right? Like emotional intelligence, um, and not being afraid to dive in. Cause a lot of times we just get stuck in the surface. What if? Right. Mm-hmm. So whether this is again mental health community or it's just normal, like we all we all get stuck in this, right? We just get stuck in the like, but what if this? What if and then we just get stuck on the surface level and we don't actually dive in. And a lot of times, a lot of times when we get to the core fear or the core issue or the core wound, it has nothing to do with like the surface level things that are coming up. But mm-hmm when we do start to ask those questions, you're right. Like there are, yeah, like there are possibilities that anything you do could go great or it could go bad. Right. But those are also just labels because everything is just an experience as humans. We're the ones that give it. Yeah. It's just the meaning we give it. Mm -hmm. You and I could go out and have the exact same experience. Right. Or we can go out and order the exact same meal and you could be like, 
This was the most bomb meal I've ever had. And I loved it. And I cannot think of any meal that I've ever had. This is the best meal ever. I will be thinking about this meal forever. And I could go and have the meal and be like, um, that meal was awful. I hated the taste of it, blah, blah. Like it is just an experience and it's how we choose to give it. Right. Like, mm-hmm what we, the meaning that we choose to give it. And it's okay if we feel like something wasn't a great experience or a bad experience, but it's really just like starting to come from that neutral place of it was an experience, maybe taking out the good or bad experience. And there's always lessons in every experience that we, that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And like with the, with the, what ifs, the, what ifs, the, what ifs, a really good question I like to use with myself when those things kind of pop up, because again, we're all human that does come up. I just, I've just committed to myself a very long time ago that whenever those things come up, I'm going to continue to work through them. That's a commitment I've made. So when what ifs come up for me, I'm like, okay, what if everything was working out in my favor? And just like, asking yourself that question, your entire body shifts. Like you can feel that shift internally and just playing into the possibilities versus getting caught up in that momentum and in that fear that everything is going to go south. This is the fucking end. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my favorite question that you always like reflect back to me. If I'm like, blah, blah, blah. What about this? And then you'll be like, what if it's exactly that needs to happen or exactly what needs to happen? And you're you know, everything is on its way. And I'm just like, oh yeah, thank you. Because mm-hmm. it's it easy to feel afraid and to like get stuck. Like we all do it. Right. But it's, it's one, number one, like learning to integrate the process, um, and the practices in your own life so that you can do those things, whether, um, you know, whether that's putting post-it notes on your mirror or, you know, like if you follow me on Instagram, you know, like I take a lot of mirror selfies in my bathroom and there's a big post-it on my, um, on my mirror or, um, both Alicia and I have, um, whiteboards that we write stuff on, right. Or we have people to connect to, we have mentors, right. So there are ways to, you know, kind of really get that, that, um, those new habits and those new practices ingrained. Um, but I think, what I, a point that I wanted to make before too, is, um, we're a lot of times we're worse. We're afraid of the worst case scenario happening, but sometimes the worst case scenario happening actually sets us free. Mm -hmm. Number one, we can alchemize the fear when we realize like, okay, yeah, this was my biggest fear, but I, um, I made it through it. I survived it. Yeah. And sometimes you don't always know what the gift is either until you're on the other side and it's one or two months later and you're like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for that experience because I learned X, Y, Z. And now I've opened up a door for this now. Yeah. Yeah. So can we just talk about your whiteboard story really quick? Because it's really fun. (laughs) You can tell it. I want to hear (laughs) (laughs) So we all ordered whiteboards to like put our our monthly goals like money goals affirmations whatever we need on there and plan out our launches and Anna orders her whiteboard and I shit you not it was like the tiny whiteboards that are in dorm rooms and she's like this whiteboard isn't big enough for my dreams and I'm like no honey you need a bigger whiteboard (laughs) yeah no it's smaller than the white the whiteboards that you would put in a dorm room it's like it's like I looked back at the order and I don't know how I missed it, but it's, it's like a kid's whiteboard. 
it's literally like the size of a book. It's, it's like an eight by 10. It's so small. It's so small. Yeah. So I remember being like, you know, we, whenever we would um, jump on our calls and we'd all be like, Whoa, okay, we're going to put more stuff on our whiteboards and like, you know, just empowering each other and like, uh, like hyping each other up. I was like, y'all, I can't because my whiteboard is literally like the size of my hands. Like it's, it's just <laughs> not happening. So yeah, I had to order another one and now it's huge and it's great and I love it. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so funny. But yeah, I mean, I think um, maybe we could go over some, some tools, some like practices that we do. Like I mentioned, the, the post-it notes is something that's really powerful because it's around, it's in your face. Um, something I tell my clients to do as well is um, set reminders on their phones, Mm -hmm. like for self check-ins or to ask themselves questions, whatever, you know, it, it may be. Um, and and then yeah, yoga and meditation. Those are like kind of the four, I think for me, the fundamental things that I do. Um, but there's so many different things and I know that there's a lot that you do as well. Yeah. Post-it notes are great. I have them everywhere as well. If you want to be like really luxurious because Anna knows I'm really bougie, um, you can take like your lipstick and write an affirmation in lipstick on your mirror. Like there's something just really luscious and juicy about that. Um, for me, absolutely yoga. Um, I know you like to dance too, just dancing and moving that stagnant energy and getting it out of your body, whatever that might be for you. Maybe it's dancing, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's going for a run, maybe it's working out, like whatever that means for you. Um, Meditation has been very powerful and it's something that I've always kind of pushed aside and didn't utilize until this quarantine um, where I felt like, okay, I really need to get grounded. And one of the the quickest ways to feel grounded and like feel tapped in is to just envision a swirling golden light coming from the top of your head and going through each energy center of your body, going down your feet, grooting you down into the earth and just feeling that and feeling that connection. And it's such a, it's, it sounds so simple but the, the, the effect that it has is indescribable. And you come out and you feel so much better. You feel so much calm. And that's when I'll usually open up my journal and just journal whatever's coming up for me, um, whatever downloads I may have gotten. I've gotten lots of downloads and messages in meditation from months ago that I didn't really fully understand until now. So even if it doesn't make sense, write it down. Because at some point it will, it will make sense to you and just journaling, like journaling on what's coming up for you, journaling your affirmations. And obviously when you first start, there's like a level of, it feels almost kind of surface level, but the more you get used to it, the deeper you're able to go and just peel off the layers. The puppies. Mm -hmm. They say, Hey. Yeah. But yeah, just peeling off the layers and really able to go deep with however you might be feeling. And I think fear is one of those things that really come up. And also too, if you're looking at expanding, this is from like an entrepreneurial perspective, 
if you're looking on expanding and that next level version of you who isn't afraid by coronavirus and isn't afraid of a pandemic and feels certain in her business, what are some of the beliefs that she has around around her business? What are her beliefs about money? What are her beliefs around what she gets to have? And even just journaling yourself through those questions, it's very eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know um, there's just like so many layers to everything that we experience. It's so important to start gaining awareness and stuff because we, that's like where we really learn about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where we really start to understand like what it is that we need, what we feel, what we want. And then of course there's like the other layers of like, okay, so then, you know, again, like the action steps, right. But like, once you get really tapped into the truth of like what it is you want and think and feel and all of that stuff, it's, it's, it gets a little bit easier to start creating the steps to get there. And then of course, like we're really big on support, asking for support, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is what we do for, um, this is what we do for a living for, for a reason, but it's not just some, you know, job that we just show up to mindfully or, um, mindlessly and just kind of are like, well, whatever, this is what I do. No, like we wake up every day and we're like jazzed on life to do this. Um, and so I think right now a lot of people are feeling confused and, and isolated and, there's a lot of triggers that come up for all of us, whether it's, um, again, like mental stuff, emotional stuff, financial stuff, like physical stuff, like being worried about, uh, you know, your physical well-being, um, spirituality. Like a lot of people are really like exploring spirituality or like there's some like existential stuff happening for a lot of people. So it's really important to know that like community is available connection is, is always available. I mean, we've had how many zoom calls, like, you know, we're constantly talking. We have other, you know, women that we're really connected to other people in our lives that we're really connected to. And we just know that it's important to not try to, um, go down this path alone, regardless, whether it's entrepreneurial, whether it's just, just human, it doesn't matter like what your circumstance is. It's just really important that you don't do this alone. Yeah, girl, I agree. And there's really no wrong, there's no wrong place to start. So don't feel like, oh, I'm going to mess this up if I don't start here. Start with whatever feels good for you. If it's creating a high vibe list and tapping into that every day, or if it's journaling or if it's meditating, like whatever speaks to you, start there. And it can even be as easy as one of my favorite tools is a gratitude list. And you can do it first thing in the morning. I like to do my gratitude before bed because that way I'm like sleeping in that energy and I'm in that space. But mentorship and community and your environment is so important. And I know it's hard right now when we're in our homes with our families and they may not necessarily be the most high vibe to be around. That being said, you're the creator of your reality. You're the creator of your environment. So if you don't have access to a mentor right now, pick up a book. Pick up a book of somebody who inspires you and get in that energy. Listen to podcasts. There's so much free content now more than ever. 
and pick like a couple people that really inspire you and get in their energy, get in their space, listen to their podcasts, consume their books, consume their content, you know, filter out what doesn't serve you right now and just take in what is really going to inspire you and motivate you and keep you in that high vibe. Yeah. We should, um, talk about the high vibe list because it's something that we both practice and it's something mm-hmm. that we learned from one of our mentors. Um, so a high vibe list is just basically, um, what it sounds like. It's a list of things that get you, get your vibe high. So this could, and, and right now I think it's more important than, than ever. I mean, I know we've been practicing this for, for a while, but you know, making a list of the things that you really enjoy. So <clears throat> still dealing with my cold guys. It's not, it's not the Rona though. I promise. <laughs> um, so you can create a list of things that bring you joy. So whether that's running, what reading sex or, um, you know, eating something good, like having some chocolate or, you know, those isolation snacks are uh, definitely a thing right now for all of us. Right. Um, watching a good movie, having dance parties. I am a huge living room dance party person. If you know me, you know, I do them like every day, (laughs) um, multiple times a day, actually. Um, yeah, just, those are some of the things like right now, certain things can't be on there, right? Like the beach and going to parks, certain things are not going to be on there, but there are still things that I can, I can put on there. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, you know, everyone's list looks a little bit different. Like for some people it's orgasms and sex. And for other people, it's dancing around their living room in their robe. Like that's my jam. I like to just be in my robe and feel lavish, maybe sometimes pour a glass of champagne. You know what I mean? Like everyone's version of what makes them feel good is different. It's just a matter of knowing that that is accessible to you always. Yeah. You can always tap into something that's pleasurable. And it's also okay if you are trying to practice those things and it's hard to shake out the energy that you're feeling. It's, it's, it's okay if like there are some stuff that's coming up for you that, um, that isn't really moving, right? Like it's not something that you can kind of just shift out of. I would take that opportunity to, to sit with it. And I know that that's hard because a lot of my clients right now too, are their big struggle is being home in isolation and having mental health things come up. Mm-hmm. is like a really big thing for people right now, like not being able to like get out, not having things to do, not having structure. So it's really important to like, again, these are the questions that we were talking about before is what do I need and how can I give myself those things? Like, okay, well y'all right now, I really need to be sitting on a beach in Costa Rica. If I'm really honest, that's like what I, well, that's what soul needs the most right now. Right? Like I want to serve my clients and I want to run my business, but I want to be laying on the beach too with like, you know, some cute guy feeding me grapes, but like, I'll be right there next to you at the champagne, yeah. listening to Bob Marley. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> like, if I really, if, if I could tap into like my heart's like greatest desire right now, it's not accessible, right? Like I can't go to the beach. I can't even go to the beach in my town right now because they're closed. So what's the next best thing? How can I create the feeling that I would get from that? And also I acknowledge if I'm eating the piece of chocolate or I'm, you know, I have an orgasm or I am laying out in the sun and I'm not really like the energy is still there. Then I, I, this is my practice and I know it's difficult, but I'll say like, 
I'm so grateful for the emotions that I'm feeling right now. I'm so grateful for the energy I'm feeling right now. I'm so grateful for the trigger that I'm experiencing right now because I know that it's going to teach me something. We have to feel the things in order to heal them. So, you know, getting, shifting out of emotions and energy and stuff like that, you don't want to do that as a distraction, Mm -hmm. but it is also okay to understand that right now is a really difficult time. And knowing that if, if what you know that you need is to do things to keep you in high vibe and high spirits, whether it's just for you or it's for the people in your life, you can do that, right? And it's, I think, it, again, it's finding that balance of not avoiding your emotions and not avoiding those things and learning to sit with them and ask the bigger questions. And then also like allowing yourself to be human and just want to like keep yourself in a high vibe right now. It's not a bad thing to want to find a light in the dark time that we're in right now. And not that I necessarily think that this is a dark time. I think that this time is serving a lot of different purposes. But for a lot of people, this feels very dark and this feels very heavy. So what do you need right now to be okay? How can you shift your experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said exactly what I was going to say about doing the high vibe things with an intention and not just doing it as a form of avoidance, 100%. Like having very specific intentions um, and not just doing it as a distraction and not dealing with your shit. Because that's another thing I think people do is they pick up the self-development and they smother the crap and they like, (laughs) they'll just pick that up and they use it as like a distraction to cover up without actually digging up the root of the issue, you know? Yeah. Well, that's something that, um, I know I've been talking about, and I, we talked about this too, is the spiritual bypassing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to, it is so easy to be like, oh, I don't feel good. So like, let me just focus on everything I'm grateful for. And I, that's not, it's not that that is wrong. It's not wrong to feel grateful. It's not wrong to want to focus on positive things, but if you're doing it as a way to distract and not actually address the issues, then it's just, it's avoidance. And if you want to avoid, because it's not really important to you to work through certain things, not all of us are like self-help, self-development, spiritual junkies, right? Like not all of us need to be in that place. The world would definitely benefit from all of us doing those things, right? But like, I believe that we're all here for our own reasons and not everybody is going to be on that path. Like that's that, I I understand that there's a balance, right? but yeah, I mean, you you just want it, it, like you said perfectly, it's with intention. You don't want to be like, okay, I'm not feeling good. So I'm just going to focus on gratitude in order to avoid things. And at the same time right now, some of this is situational, right? Some people are just usually pretty balanced, pretty, you know, um, in tune with their emotions, but this is just hitting something that's difficult to move through. So mm-hmm. I think- Right now, it's also us finding a lot of self-compassion. Yeah. And I see a lot of people too that are shaming people for being positive. And that's just like an indicator for where they are at in their journey and having to show compassion for those people too. Just be like, yeah, I see you. You're in your shit right now. It's cool. Whenever you're ready, come on over. Come hang out with us on the light side. It's fun over here. We're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, at the same time, I think that there's a lot of like, work people for, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the vice, like, vice versa. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, 
thought spiritual privilege can we call it like spiritual privilege exactly yeah like you're above somebody because you're at another level and I don't think it's I don't think it's right to shame somebody for wherever they are at their journey or to think you're above somebody because you're at you're at a different place it's showing compassion for all the different levels yeah exactly like it's 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 having equal amount of love and respect um for all walks of life and people of all different like backgrounds and understanding that you know some people are you know yeah we're just all on different parts of our of our journey and it doesn't make anybody less evolved or immature or not spiritual to feel their shit this is them experiencing exactly what they need to experience right now and like you said in the very beginning everything is valid everything is sacred everything is is exactly what it needs to be period and we can also all choose to take the actions that we want to take if we want to take them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Just knowing that you have the tools, you have the ability to choose again, you have the ability to tap in if you're ready, if you're willing, if you're able. There's so many tools at our disposal. We just have to be open to them. Yeah, this is, we're all in this together. And like I said in the beginning too, like we're all navigating for the first, this for the first time. We're all doing the best that we can. It's, it's a journey and it's an, it's, it's an adventure. And it's something again, like we get to stand in solidarity together. We get to help each other. We get to love up on each other. Um, That is exactly what we should be doing right now. And like the, the law of oneness, is that what you called it? Yes, the, law, the law of divine oneness. The law of divine oneness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never, I mean, I never heard it called that, but like, obviously I believe that we are all one. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Like, you know, what we saw in Italy with everybody coming out and playing music and just the way that communities are coming together. Um, and Mama, Mama Earth <laughs> is, is doing some healing with less pollution and stuff like that. And so there are things that we can, that we can acknowledge are, are beautiful. In this mm-hmm. like chaos is part of the balance. Yeah. Even just asking ourselves, like, what's the gift in this? What's the blessing? What have I learned about myself, my business, my partner, People are, we're, we're uncovering a lot of stuff right now. People might be finding out that they don't really like that job that they got laid off from. People might be finding out that I don't really like my partner. I'm spending all this time with him. I don't, I don't like him anymore. You know what I mean? There, we're, there's so many questions that are coming to the surface right now. So I think it's honestly just finding the gift, finding the blessing, and maybe it's finding the lesson or even just you know, asking yourself the important questions. How can I shift in this time? How can I pivot? How can I be the best version of myself? There's a lot of questions we can ask. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to acknowledge and a lot of awareness that we can bring to what was before in our systems and our structures and our mentality and all of a lot of things. 
that weren't working. So when you find yourself, I want saying, I want things to go back to normal, maybe ask yourself what that normal was and was it working in your own life? Like, were you happy? Were you fulfilled? Were you doing exactly what you wanted to be doing? Were you in survival mode? Like, is this an opportunity for you? to have everything be broken down right now in order to rebuild and as scary as fucking terrifying as that may be is there a gift in that is there opportunity in that right now and then yeah as a collective how many things were not working that that we have an opportunity to start addressing you know how yeah. start taking action on and um yeah you know it's it's very very interesting um there's just a lot like trauma responses coming up, right? Like um, mm-hmm. who have been, you know, in poverty before and maybe got their way a little out of poverty. Right. And then now this is happening. And then some of those like trauma responses to poverty or to trauma or to whatever other things kind of experience. It, 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 there's, this is going to bring up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we could even talk about like ancestral trauma or past life trauma. That's just being, brought to the surface for us yeah. you know yeah a hundred percent yeah there was a lot of in my family there's been a lot of um fears of uh, not fears but like the story the money story has been feast or famine mm-hmm. and you know my both my parents have always worked for themselves and so I've seen them be you know really impacted by economical um the, the economy um, and, you know, go from like, oh, we're good. There's like, you know, we're like, we're traveling. There's plenty of food in the fridge. Like everything is good. And then I've also been like sitting in the dark with no electricity, eating cup of, cup of noodles with my mom, right? Like we've, we've seen both. So, you know, having that like feast or famine um, mentality or the survival mentality, like even that stuff has come up. And I've seen how that's been um, kind of woven into some of the fears that have come up around my business is my business going to fail? Like, what if I can't be of service to people like this anymore, whatever. Right. And so, um, there's just so much that we can all dive into, but, um, like you said, like, what is the lesson? What's the gift? What can we sit with? And, um, how can we, how can we shift it? Because we do have a choice in making this what it is. Mm -hmm. One of our close friends, Kiara is in Italy and her dad is a doctor and her, um, I don't know, if to, like her boyfriend or the guy that she's been dating, like um, somebody in his family has been impacted by the virus. And she's still sitting there like, I trust that this is exactly what needs to happen in the world. And I'm staying in that and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to uproot myself um, out of the, the groundedness and the trust. I'm choosing trust. I'm choosing the surrender. And mm-hmm yo, like that's the, that's a gnarly practice, right? Like sitting in Italy right now, her dad's a doctor in, in the hospitals, like front, front lines, you know? And so there's a, there's a lot that we can learn from, from our like brothers and our sisters and our, ourselves in this situation. So like yeah, we could go on and on about this <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to touch on scarcity real quick because it's really easy to get into that scarcity. And I just want to point out that by going into the fear, by pulling your money out of the stocks, by pulling money out of your bank account, it's further contributing to the problem because 
money is what keeps the economy going. This isn't the time to grip your money and tap, feel into that scarcity and to feel into that fear because once the money stops, the economy stops, the circulation stops, the abundance stops. It is our responsibility to keep the economy going in the best ways that we can. Because by contributing to the scarcity, we're just contributing to the problem even more. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, that, that goes for exactly what you said. And then that also is like, you know, going to storage and hoarding things, right? Like Mm -hmm. that, that energy of scarcity, because I know that I can be like completely within like grounded. Right. And then if I go into the store and I see empty shelves, of course, there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, well, what if the food that I eat, especially because like, I'm pretty intentional with the way that I eat. Um, what if there's like not food there? Right. And Mm -hmm. so even I, I had that the other, no, not the other day, but probably like a week or like two weeks ago, like when this all started and all the canned, like all the beans were gone. And I was just like, beans are like a staple for me, (laughs) you know, like, and there was, I had this super moment, like glitch in my brain where I was, I started to feel that panic. And I was like, I need to go, I need to grab the rest of whatever is available. And then I stopped myself and I said, no, I am choosing to not contribute to this. Even Mm -hmm. though things in me is like, oh my God, no, I got to grab it. I got to, you know, whatever. What if I don't have food, whatever it may be. Um, I made the choice not to, I, I made the choice to grab what I needed that I felt was like a, an appropriate amount and also make it so that the person that comes in after me has some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last, I love that. I'm not going to grab the last things off the shelf because my, my fellow brother or sister is not going to have what they need to have. Mm-hmm. And I will not, I am not more deserving than anybody else. Yep. And I mean, let's think about this. This all started because one person was like, oh, I'm going to be on lockdown. I need to grab toilet paper. The next person comes in and see that there's very little toilet paper left. And that person's like, oh, well, I need to grab toilet paper too, because there's not much on the shelves. And you see how this just spirals. And the next person, the next person just contributes to this fear. And we have to stop it because, you know, I've seen way too many pictures of elderly people getting into the stores and there not being anything left for them because someone got caught up in the fear. They got caught up in that ego. They got caught up in the ego mentality. And we need to make sure that we're leaving, like you said, things for other people, for the next person that comes behind us. Like I've always been the type of person that shops for three days at a time. <laughs> like to, sh- to have to shop for like a week was an adjustment. It was an adjustment for me for, for sure. You know? So to have that mentality that I need to grab everything on the shelves has never, has never been something that I fed into, but yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to feel that trigger and be like, Oh, I need to grab stuff because there's doesn't look like there's much left. Right. You know? And it's just catching yourself in that, that brink of scarcity and saying, no, cancel. This is canceled. <laughs> I'm going to choose a more empowering thought, which would be there's going to be tons to go around. The stores are going to get restocked. There's going to be food on the shelves. It's going to be okay. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's getting sucked into the hive mentality. Mm-hmm. And there is 
like, you know, we'll bring out the woo woo, right? Like there's a collective consciousness that we are all connected to. There's a collective energy that we are all connected to. You know, when you walk in a room and you can feel the energy of different people, you know, when you meet somebody and they give you, they, you don't feel um, empowered or you feel like some kind of vibe that doesn't vibe with yours. I don't want to necessarily say a bad vibe or a good vibe, right? But like just a vibe that doesn't resonate with you. We all right now are feeling things probably for the first time, maybe not ever, but like in, at least in a long time, we're all collectively feeling, having the same emotion, having similar experiences. And so that is going to amplify how you are feeling. So when we're all, if we're not aware of that collective consciousness and we're not aware of how it's impacting ours and not choosing how we want to respond to those things, that's how we get into the like, oh my God, the panic, the, you know, the going to the store, seeing people, you know, some person like almost pushed me out of the way for beans. I think I told you that, like, you know, this was another time I got, I eat a lot of beans y'all. Um, but like, you know, somebody basically kind of pushing me out of the way. And there was a part of me that like really was getting into this, like, I need to protect myself. I need to this. And then I recognize like, no, you were you and I am I, and we are part, we are one. And I, I am also choosing to like disconnect from where you are at right now and choose differently. So instead, mm-hmm. it's like, even though like I, there was a little bit of ego that wanted to turn around and be like, are you serious? Like, get away from me, you know, get out of my bubble. Like you just like pushed me out of the way. Basic, like, I mean, not even basically like they did. Um, with their cart, not their hands. But, um, you know, like I felt that ego want to come up and like get into the, like, what is going on, you know? Um, but instead I, I chose that I wasn't going to respond that way. And instead I was going to understand that this is a person having their own experience and I'm going to have compassion and I'm going to send my love towards them. And I'm going to, I'm going to wish them well and, and, and pray like that they find balance right now and that they find some peace. And that is, that is, that is how we show up. Right. And so again, Mm -hmm. there's the collective consciousness that we are all a part of. There's a lot of intense energy right now and you can choose to disengage from it. And that is things like like solitude, right? Like what a beautiful example, what a beautiful opportunity for some solitude during a really intense time. If you want to know how to start to disengage from the collective energy right now, if you find people talking about this too much, set a boundary and tell them you don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you don't want to watch the news, have people in your life that you know are watching the news, just say like, Hey, can you give me an update every other day? If something's not directly affecting like my area, or there's not some like really big update that I need to know, I'm okay with not knowing. I need to be okay with not knowing. Um, whatever boundaries, whatever things you need to do to protect yourself. But those of us that are on the spiritual path, like understand how, um, powerful solitude really can be. And it really is. So it's really just a matter of like choosing how you want to respond to this. And if it's, I'm going to stay in survival mode, I'm going to stock up, I'm going to do all these things like no shame. We're just offering you a a different perspective. Um, and it's not, we're not saying it's the right perspective or the only perspective, but it's a different perspective. Um, on the situation and how, you know, you don't have to go through this in full survival mode Mm -hmm. yeah and I think honestly too it's just getting present because 
a month ago, we were complaining about how tired we were and how busy we were. And now we're complaining about being too bored. Yeah. You know? So I think it's just getting present and not looking too much into that. It needs to mean anything and that it gets to be whatever you need it to be. A hundred percent. Yeah. And usually when we ask the universe, Alicia knows I call it, I call the universe uni, especially when I'm uni. What's up, uni? Yeah, when I need to have a like a very real conversation, whether I'm like bickering with the universe because I'm upset about something or whatever it may be, I'm I'm very casual with it. But you know, just being like, uni gives you something, you ask for when you ask for something and uni gives it to you. It doesn't always look the way that it you wanted it to look or you think it should look. Sometimes it's going to look exactly the way it needs to look. And sometimes that's going to be scary and uncomfortable and abrasive and all of these things. But as humans, like you said, humans are resilient and and we have the ability to modify and to mold and to, um, to adjust how we need to. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so grateful that you came on. Can you tell everybody how they can find you, especially after hearing this, I know people are going to want to work with you. Oh, yes. Well, I'm all over Anna's stuff, so you can find me there. But you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm always hanging out. And it's at the Abundance Queen. No, I love the. It's a new, it's a new handle, huh? It is new. I'm so fucking proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you. Yeah. And then you offer... What do you offer? I know what you offer, but you tell them what you offer. (laughs) Oh, girl. Well, right now for the current climate, I'm offering a six-week one-on-one container to deep dive into your business, how we can get you using the power of manifestation, tapping into abundance and signing high-ticket clients to your business. Um, I'm also going to be rolling out a abundance and money mindset course called Wealth Codes. And in there, we're going to be diving into how you can shift your mindset around money, tap into abundance, release any old beliefs around money and what you get to have and being in gratitude for debt. It's going to be really fun. I'm hoping to launch that within the next month or so. You guys can't see me, but Alicia can see me and I'm dancing. (laughs) Money, 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 money. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. Thank I'm you. so excited. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I know we keep like, we're like so excited. We talk over each other. We're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. I love you. And I can't wait to have you on here again. And hopefully we're not talking about a pandemic, but if we are, we'll just give you guys more value, more perspective. Mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And tell us what you guys need too. Cause we're happy to jam out about anything. Yeah, sure. You guys should come hang out with us. Maybe we'll do like a, maybe sometime this week, maybe we'll do like a online Zoom thing and just jam out with people. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds delicious. It does. Yeah. Human connection. We're fun. Yeah. We'll bring, bring your booch. Yeah. I was going to say, you'll bring your coffee. I'll bring my, my kombucha. We'll bring our isolation snacks. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Love you. Bye.